world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Oh my God. It is primary season in New Jersey. And a lot of things happen during primary season. Number one, Phil Murphy. Yep, Phil Murphy opens up the entire state. That's that's the important thing here because we're all supposed to forget about 14 months ruling by fiat through executive order with a legislature that is willing to give him like 14 permanent executive powers through law in exchange for a couple of rupees. Okay, it's not only important that we have a strong governor candidate against Governor Free Stuff, but it's also important that we take back the House and Senate over time, if even it is possible. The fact that the U.S. Supreme Court took the Corlett case, to me, is the, you know, somebody said to me yesterday, I said, this is, this is it for me. Oh, it was Gary. I said, this is it. This is, uh, if... If this doesn't happen, if it doesn't go away with the Supreme Court, I'm done. Gary's like, you know, you've said that like a hundred times. But this is how I feel, all right, it, with the Corlett case. But let's go full back to the drunk on power politician. So there is so much infighting online about the gubernatorial candidate in New Jersey. People, 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 basic civics. This is a primary. There are four people running for the Republican uh, nomination to run against Phil Murphy. You will vote for who you want in the primary. Whoever garners the most votes in the primary is the one who will run against Phil Murphy. I like I like Phil Rizzo, but I'm going to vote for Jack Chitterelli because he has a better chance. Vote for whoever you want in the primary. Stop this. Stop this and learn basic civics and how our system works. So let's go over the NRA Political Victory uh, Fund report card. Darren Gowen sent me an email. Darren with NRA headquarters, they spend countless hours. It's not just the candidates' questionnaires that they look at. They also look at positions they've taken if they've been in office before, social media posts, interviews they've done to find out if the the leopard has no spots. Do you understand? So for me, I fully 100% endorse Phil Rizzo. He has a carry permit in New Jersey. He's pro-gun. He has a non-resident carry permit. He aligns with my values, okay? He got an A and a Q. And an A and a Q means he answered the NRA questionnaire perfectly. He got an A, but it's a Q because he's never been in political office, so we don't know if he's lying or not, right? But I know he's not lying because I know the type of person he is. 
So Jack Chitterelli got a B. And some people were saying, well, he got a B. It's all BS. It's not BS. It's his stand. You know, he, I, I'm, he's, not, he's not for Carrie. I, I, I know that in my heart. So I'm endorsing Phil Rizzo in the primary. So now listen, everybody, because I'm going to get the attacks. Before you post something, if Jack Chitterelli wins the primary, that's who I'm going to vote for in November. Okay? Because I can't vote for Phil Rizzo if he loses the primary. That's how politics work. Okay? So now let's talk about the state Senate. The NRA and myself are fully endorsing Stephen Orojo, which is District 24. He's the incumbent. He's an NRA A-plus rating. That's my only endorsement for Senate. Now let's go State Assembly. District 10, John Catalano. He's got an A-. Uh, and Gregory McGuck McGuckin got an A. District 12, Ronald Dancer and Robert Clifton. District 13, Serena Damaso and Gerald Scharfenberger. Excuse me. District 21, Jennifer Makar, M-A-K-A-R. She's a candidate for a Republican. I know her brother. I know her political views. I know her conservative leanings. I fully endorse Jennifer McCarr for District 21, ladies and gentlemen. Your incumbent is a Republican, Nancy Munez, and she's D-rated by the NRA. Would you rather a D-rated incumbent or would you like to have someone who's new and young and ambitious who is going to back our Second Amendment rights? So let's go for that. Now, the NRA has endorsed District 26. Betty Lou DeCroach and Jay Weber. Now, I personally know Thomas Strangelo and I personally know Christian Barranco for a long time. They're both running. Here's the problem. When it comes to primaries, the NRA almost always leans to backing the incumbent because they have the record of the incumbent. Unless the incumbent did something during their term so malicious and so anti-gun then the NRA will turn around and not endorse them. But Betty Lou DeCroach, who's been on Gun for Hire Radio, and Jay Weber, the two of them have shown during their voting history, social media posts, speeches, and everything. So the NRA has to endorse those two. So at this point, I'm endorsing them. Now, if someone else wins the primary, if Barranco or Mastrangelo wins the primary, I'm going to put everything behind that person. Get that how that works? Just a little, you know, reminder. District 30. Incumbent, Edward Thompson, got an A-. minus. District 39, my friend Robert Auth. Voted a couple of times. I wasn't happy with him, but he is an incumbent. He's a Republican. He's A-rated by the NRA. Much better than everybody else that's running uh, uh, against him, and at least we have a good record for him. If you want to find these, it's nrapvf.org. NRAPoliticalVictoryFund.org. Our guy is Darren Goins. He handles a couple of states. He spent countless hours with headquarters putting this together. In, little input from me, a lot of input from headquarters. And lo and behold, that's what we have. Because everything in this state is rigged, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, when you have a supermajority in the Assembly and the Senate and the governor running things and all of his appointees and all the state and government workers lean in one direction, you're outnumbered. I said during the whole pandemic, pandemic for 14 months, I could not stand the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, 
the New Jersey Chamber of Commerce, and the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, NJBIA. I've never belonged to any of those organizations. I've never donated to any of those organizations because they all shill for the Democrats in power and collect our dues and they do nothing. Anybody listening to the show have any recollection of Chamber of Commerce or uh, National New Jersey or the New Jersey Business and Industry Association coming out being critical of Murphy's uh, illegal lockdowns? Sandy, do you have any recollection? You don't have any recollection of that, right? So Matt Rooney from Save Jersey, which uh, I'm a sponsor of, he posted this. The New Jersey Business and Industry Association has a Twitter account. I'm not on Twitter anymore. These are sque- screenshots. So Declan O'Scanlan uh, posted that uh, Murphy administration can't resist micromanaging everything pandemic-related and maintaining what are now ridiculous rules, regulations, restrictions, guidance, executive orders. I mean, there are thousands of pages here, certainly hundreds, that make no sense because there's you can dance, you can't dance. Kids under this age have to wear masks. That, you know, it's just it's it's ludicrous. It's going to be impossible for us to follow. So what did New Jersey Business and Industry Association, who's supposed to represent businesses, small and large businesses in New Jersey, they responded, yes, they responded to Declan O'Scanlan. Throughout this life-threatening pandemic, there has been too many political comments denouncing the governor's sincere desire to protect all New Jerseyans. So they got attacked on Twitter they deleted their Twitter, they deleted the tweet, and their account is now restricted. You can't see their account. Nothing comes up. Oh, I'm checking it now. Now it comes up, but it's completely deleted, that tweet, because they showed their true colors. They're just an extension of the Democratic Party. They don't, re- anybody that's listening to the show, if you belong to the chamber, national, state, or NJBIA, you save your money. They don't care about you. They, they, they don't care. They're, they're the ones that want to bring in all the cheap labor. Okay, the Koch brothers backs them up and everything. I know this for years. I get their magazines. I get their donation requests. I get their dinner requests. I put that shit right in the garbage. All right, they do not represent us. They're all in bed with big government. They're all lining their pockets together while we suffer. So I don't want to deal with it. You're right. Okay, well, you know, we hate the hypocrisy, and I hate it on the left and the right. So a few months ago, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, there was a travel ban in in Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? Wisconsin, wherever she's from. Wisconsin. But we found out she had a private flight that some rich people paid for, so she'd go to Florida to take care of her dad, right, and then flew back. Well, last week, she went to a bar. And she was partying with about 12 or 15 people. And one of her squad took a picture and posted it on Twitter. And then they realized, oh, shit, we're all from different households. We don't have masks on. Delete that. But somebody took a screenshot. So what did Gretchen Whitmer do? The next day, she apologized. And two days later, she lifted that bar ban. Isn't that interesting? This hypocrisy ticks me off like nothing else, right? All of you have to stay home. I'm going out and party. Good for me, but not for thee. Good for me, but not for thee is 100%. Now, uh, (laughs) we have the confirmation going on for Chipman for ATF. And, and, you know, this guy, they call him Waco Chipman because he was there during the uh, uh, David Koresh thing and all. 
and I'm not a huge fan of him. And he's probably, you know, there's so many Democrats that are flaccid, like Jack Chitterelli. Ooh, did I say that? Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, out here in the New York metropolitan area, it's the Wild West. Saturday, I went to lunch in New York City with Tracy and another couple. And a couple hours later, in a Brooklyn restaurant, a federal prosecutor, 34-year-old female, happened to be dining outside with her significant other, and some rival gangs went at it, and she got struck in the eye by a piece of bullet shrapnel. New York, I love it. See, that would never happen to Big Bird de Blasio because he has a 700-man and female security detail. Right? Nothing's going to happen around him. That's why he said, look, you know, look, what, me worry? Nothing to see here. You know, just like Bloomberg when he had the, you know, 12-man and female sec armed security detail, probably with mini Uzis and MAC-10s and shit, protecting him. And Harpo Cuomo's the same way. And uh, obviously, Phil Murphy is the same way. So, if... if <laughs> If you don't believe it, go in New York, sit on the street, uh, go and, and ha go sit outside at a restaurant. I could not believe how many dregs were walking the street, Sandy. People asking for money. It's so dirty now, half desolate. It's a shame. Sad. It's a shame. Sad. Absolutely sad. Yes. You know, and then you look at um, Ken Edward posted, Chicago just posted a meme. They have a new Chicago Police Department foot pursuit policy. Yeah, we for the first time in yeah, list, uh, exactly for the first time in Chicago, there's a formal policy. Department members are required to balance the risk of engaging in a pursuit with the need to apprehend the subject. Officers and supervisors will not be disciplined for deciding not to engage or continue a foot pursuit or for instructing that a foot pursuit be discontinued based on a reasonable assessment of an incident. So what cop is going to initiate a foot pursuit? Exactly. Well, that's what happens when you defund the police and then ruin people's lives just for doing their jobs. There will be specific prohibitions to foot pursuits. Chicago police will not pursue for... Any offense that is less than a Class A misdemeanor. Now, a Class A misdemeanor includes aggravated assault, battery, domestic battery, criminal battery, among others. Okay? So you watch somebody beat, some, you watch a guy punch his girlfriend in the face and he runs away, you don't have to pursue him. Yeah, right. Exactly. You don't have to pursue him. Traffic offenses that do not disregard or endanger the safety of others, you don't have to pursue. If the immediate need to apprehend the subject is not worth the risk to responding officers, the public, or the subject. Well, nothing's worth the risk. The, the, the definition of that, well, I was going to chase him, but he ran down an alley, and I was afraid that I was going to get ambushed. I was a, a solo foot patrol officer. All right, officer. Well, you, even you, worse, you, uh, you catch him, and somebody films you with a cell phone. You know what? Just take their guns away and give them ticket books. All right. Officers will not intentionally provoke flight to justify a pursuit. Think about this. They will not intentionally provoke flight to justify a pursuit. So the cop is going to say, listen, bro, I ain't going to chase you and I'm not even going to do anything. Just just do me a favor. This is my this is my beat. Can you just go two blocks down and, and do your illegal shit over there? All right, mandate it also. Or I get off at eleven tonight. Once you come yeah, back then later. you can come back. Yeah. It mandates the after-action review by uh, Chicago Police of foot pursuits, so they're going to have to analyze it afterwards. So, so basically, you're telling cops don't enforce the law, don't um, 
don't follow the law. And cops, listen, the, the governor, the mayor of Chicago, she could do whatever she wants anyway, Beetlejuice or whatever her name is. But cops aren't doing it already anyway, the majority. They don't want to get in trouble. You want to defund them. You want to annihilate them. You want to, you want to, you want to cripple them. And they're not, not all cops are bad. They're just doing their job. How many cops wake up in the morning and say, I want to start shit today? Not many. Most cops wake up in the morning, male, female, black, white, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, whatever, Hindu, they wake up in the morning and they're like, I want to go home to my family tonight. I'm 14 miles from the city. We get NYPD all day. You want to see what comes in here. The New York PD must be the most diverse police department you've ever seen. We Muslim cops, Sikh Indians, uh, Jewish cops, uh, Asian cops. I mean, it's just, it's such a melting pot of police officers. So you're going to take 40,000 NYPD cops, you took away their immunity, right? So now they can be sued personally. You want to defund them, you, dis, you, you annihilate them physically, mentally, emotionally. You, they don't care. Crime is just going to continue to skyrocket. And guess what? Guess what? You asked for it. This is what you got. Unfortunately, the majority of the people that are going to suffer are not those rich, white, suburban kids from their millionaire houses from, that are going to go to Ivy League schools that are protesting. It's the minorities that, and the poor people and the lower class that live in those inner cities. That's all that's left because they can't get out. Correct. That's, that's the situation that we're going to have to deal with. It's a shame. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... There was a shooting down in Cumberland County, uh, Fairfield Town in Cumberland County. And, of course, Murphy couldn't stop at coming out and blaming guns for it. Okay? And this douche flute, even though he did a presser, even though we have the toughest gun laws in the nation, we are not immune from mass shootings and we need more gun laws. Okay? Okay? Correct. But this is what he came out with. He goes, something's got to give in terms of gun safety. And he's asking for more federal gun safety. Meanwhile, hey, Murph, if you get a minute, look up the uh, Corlett gun case. New York State Rifle and Pistol and Corlett. We'd like you to, we'd like you to see that. Even uh, uh, Mikey Sherell, the 11th District in New Jersey. I'm not a fan of her. She's like, you know, we need to look further into gun control in New Jersey and, and nationally. All right? This guy, I believe, I'm not, I don't know full details, but he had a he had it in for somebody and he went back to the party and he had a high capacity gun Doug Steinhardt wrote something about it and he just started firing and he killed three people and he shot like another 14 it was an illegal house party there was over a hundred people in this house party and he started shooting them up and of course it it's the guns problem and right and of course in in uh, New Jersey we get uh all these op-eds on nj.com and stuff. The Star-Ledger Editorial Board, which is part, an extension of, you know, it's, it's not yellow journalism, it's blue journalism now. Remember that. They wrote, uh, New Jersey gun control laws fall short. Okay? We are, what gun control law would have stopped that? So they're, so they're pushing micro-stamping. How would micro-stamping have stopped that? All right. Oh, they talk about straw purchases here. Well, we have a revolving door catch and release criminal justice system. This guy had been arrested numerous times before. What was he doing out on the street? All right. That's. These are the. I think my desk just went down, Sandy. I 
I think I hit the button by accident. Oh, no, they're drilling in the range next door. Um, so everybody's shilling. We're outnumbered here. The media is shilling for, uh, for, for the Democrats. The Democrats nationally and at the state level, it's always, always, always the gun's problem. All right. Meanwhile, maybe Murphy should open the Wall Street Journal. New Jersey is number one again, Sandy. Oh, yeah, Wall Street Journal. Oh, this is a great list. The average resident of New Jersey will pay 931000 in taxes over a lifetime. Boy, I wish, I wish, I wish that all I would pay. So, so, but, but you want to, I want to, I want to put it in perspective for you guys and girls out there. Here's the national average is $525,000 in their lifetime in taxes. New Jersey is double at $931,000. Why do people move to Florida? Think about this. Exactly. You, the average Ameri the average New Jersey resident, maybe I guess making 50 cents, it doesn't, didn't get too much into it. It was the Consumer Expenditures Report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it includes income tax, property tax, sales tax, and uh, vehicle tax and stuff. New Jersey n ranks number one in taxes as a share of earnings. So New Jersey, taxes on income, property, consumption, sales tax, and owning a car. New Jersey also ranks number one in taxes as a share of earnings. You ready? You know what taxes we pay as a share of earnings in New Jersey, Sandy? Close to 50%. 49.51%. Yep. That's the Absolutely. average. Half, Half of our money. So everybody out there who works a nine to five, around Wednesday, around one o'clock, you start working for you. If you work a Monday through Friday job, Wednesday around 1, 1.30, you are finally liberated. And that doesn't even include the use tax and all those stupid fees, right? Well, it says a uh, tax is a share of earnings. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But so, so the national average is half a million. New Jersey is almost a million. Double. Okay? And then what, what does he say all the time, Murphy? Fair and equitable. We need to pay our fair share. Yeah, the Marxist We need mantra. to pay our fair share. While they keep their money offshore. All of their money is offshore. So this is this is what we deal with. This ignorance that we have that we have to deal with every single day, and they make it harder and harder for us law-abiding citizens. Ed Patterson wrote a, a thing. He wanted to know what what I feel about the the PayPal um, service for activities. Well, you know, Ed, there's a thing called Operation Choke Point that was instituted under Obama. And if you're in the violence industry, it's very hard for us to get credit card processing, very hard for us to get banking, very hard for us to get loans and everything. Because remember, we're in the violence industry. Yeah, that's okay? guns are bad. Yeah, correct. We, 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 we're, we're in the violence industry. So that's why I created the Quarantine Crawl. There's 325 businesses so we can help keep it in the business. So now we have PayPal, Ed, but we have an option. When you purchase in our cart, you can use PayPal or you can click to use a credit card instead. A lot of people like PayPal, especially the new shooters that are coming in for a uh, NRA basic pistol class. They're not politically active most of them we try to convert them but a lot of people it's convenient they use their paypal account but we have the option because we know eventually paypal will knock us off so i'm very familiar with this language ed we got knocked off square as well so for you people out there that don't know what we deal with in the violence industry you can't you will violate paypal service if you ha violate any law statute ordinance or regulation we got that 
or relate to transactions involving narcotics, steroids, controlled dangerous substances, products that present a risk to consumer safety, drug paraphernalia, cigarettes, items that encourage, promote, facilitate, or instruct others to engage in illegal activity, stolen goods including digital and virtual goods, if the promotion of hate, violence, racial, or other forms of intolerance that is, in, that is discriminatory or the financial exploitation of a crime, items that are considered obscene, items that infringe or violate any copyright, trademark, or publicly or privately of any proprietary right under the laws, certain sexually orientated materials, certain sexual materials, not all. not all. And the big one is ammunition, firearms, or certain firearms parts or accessories, or certain weapons or knives regulated under law, okay? Interesting how they group those together. Of course they group it together. Of course. So, so Ed, we offer classes and training and memberships and stuff, so PayPal hasn't booted us yet. But there are certain credit card processors and shit that have, that have boot, booted us. So just, just so you know, we're, we're used to that. We're aware of it. Council is always reading contracts before we sign them. Uh, when we first started mobile training, I had a Square account. And then uh, about a year later, Square says, oh, you're in the gun business, the violence industry. You're out. If you're going to sell hypodermic needles, heroin, or prostitution, you can always come back. But if, as long as you're going to be in the – yeah, as long as you – yeah, 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 you get a reduced rate for sex trafficking because, you know, out, out in the left coast where all of our businesses are with Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, everything, we're like Sodom and Gomorrah out here rubbing each other down with baby oil with vomitoriums <laughs> but you crazy people in the middle of the country that are into your guns and clinging to your bibles well we can't tolerate that shit no we can't and the vomitoriums yes. yeah so yeah uh, <laughs> do you have a vomitorium i do i live a life oh. of excess speaking of excess <laughs> cnjfo cnjfo save the date august 28th Cigars, food, friends, and music at the Leaf in the Mercer Mall. Okay? They're going to have their first ever cigar social event. Uh, Eric Saperstein and his committee are busy planning this event for the Coalition of New Jersey uh, Firearms Owners, CNJFO. I will be there. So save the date, August 28th, 21. CNJFO is one of the five businesses that I'm pitching for the Unity Raffle. Remember, we have CNJFO. Second Amendment Foundation, ANJRPC, NJ2AS, uh, and FPC, Firearms Policy Conference. All five of those organizations, ladies and gentlemen, we got together and we have a lawsuit against New Jersey, and we're trying to get rid of the gun uh, firearms ID card permitting scheme and go with regular old federal NICs that 49 other states legally enjoy. A bunch more donations this week. Another honorable mention, Jim Howard, do donation 20 or 30, I guess. Danny Barrio, donation, I don't know, 20 or 30 already. And many, many others. Every donation gets you one ticket into the raffle. And you will get at the grand opening of Mount Gummore in July. You will get the dory, the seven-foot tip of the spear. You will get it autographed. You will get a first-run print of my book autographed. A picture with me and a picture with Henry Montefiorant, who made the spear, the Spartan Dory, for me. So please donate to those five organizations, $5, $10, $25, or whatever. Email me, 
proof, receipts, email me your credit card. If you email me your credit card, if I need the front and the back of the credit card. Okay. I also need the name of your first pet, your favorite instrument, town you grew up in, and your mother's maiden name. <laughs> okay, Soupy Sales. Uh, we will be back for more things you cannot hear on the radio. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light downrange that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher-level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. One thing we left out, Anthony, was to ask them for their crypto account uh, key card numbers. Uh, if you have a crypto account, send me because you could lose it. There's a guy who lost like $25 million in his crypto lost, account because he forgot his password. Right. If you send me your password All for your crypto account, do. you're locking it. What? Just send your I'll hold crypto on to it for account. you because yeah, yeah, you never know. You know, Absolutely. Dogecoin or Bitcoin or Buttcoin or whatever the new thing is today. I don't know. I got duped coin is duped the new coin. one. That's a good one. I got duped coin. duped coin. So so Marty's V-Burger. Uh, Marty. Marty uh, good man. Marty. I can't 
say enough about him, but martysvburger.com, 20% off if you're in New York City, mention Gun For Hire, go on martysvburger.com, he has stuff you can order, and every Friday you could pick up at uh, Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park. Marty, remember last week we were talking about how tipped workers in New Jersey get like $3 an hour? So in, in New York City, you can pay less than minimum wage to tipped workers, but the hourly pay must be at least minimum wage. If the people are making $4 an hour, they have to make $11 in tips minimum. It's great for high-end tickets, but the diner waitress has to hustle. Also, not sure how many places only pay minimum wage. Probably where wait staff makes two to $300 per shift. Think steak and lobster, not vegan. Ugh! Where check size is $20, pay is probably higher. But I agree with your premise. You have to be pretty bad to not tip at least 20%. Love you, man. Marty. So, so basically, if you work at Marty's V-Burger and he's paying you $4 an hour for your tip, if you don't make $11 in tips that hour, he has to pay you that. So everybody's screwed. So make sure, don't tip, over tip. All right? Don't tip, over tip. Uh, New York Tax Defense, Peter Tillum, a lot going on. Anybody out there in Suffolk County, they receive, people receive uh, letters in Suffolk County from the Suffolk County Sheriff's Department saying that if you had bought these certain others, you have to turn them in. Yes, so Peter Tillum has been getting all kinds of phone calls from members of MY Tac Defense, and he's been steering them in the right direction. So if you live in the five boroughs or New York State, nytacdefense.com, Peter will be mentioned Gun for Hire, and you get 10% off your monthly membership. You better join. I'm telling you right now, and I will be reporting more on this, what's going on with this illegal gun grab by the Suffolk County Sheriff's Department. Supposedly, they arrested an FFL up there, Sandy, who was selling these others. And uh, he got, they got the list of everybody he sold them to. So, yeah. Uh, we had a seminar last week, uh, U.S. Law Shield. If you use Gun for Hire as the code, you will get 10% off of your uh, membership at U.S. Law Shield. Evan Knappen will be doing a... Uh, uh, a seminar in June, probably, June or July, I will be hosting that. Um, if you live in the other 49 states, you need to have U.S. Law Shield. Don't forget to buy John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms. It's available on Amazon, and it's also available here at the range. Knife Rights, Sandy, the ultimate steel uh, giveaway is, is back. Back I made my hefty donation already. Of they give away did. hundreds of knives. So go to kniferights.org, click on the Ultimate Steel 2021. Uh, you can donate from $20 up. Uh, a certain level donation will get you a yearly membership of mm -hmm. Knife Rights. I recommend everybody do it because when I start winning knives, bitches, I will be rubbing it in your face. And he does. Yes, me, Sandy, and Cy did not go to, we're not going to Blade Show the no, first week in June. Not this year. I'm not wearing a mask for that. Uh, hopefully, we'll go next year. Sandy, I still have the credit with American Airlines for the three of us. It's Very extended nice. to 22. Nice. And I also have the hotel credit for the three of us. Even so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be going. But uh, check that out. Also, Evan Knappen has the Gun Lawyer podcast. Many, many people have been tuning in. I get a lot of feedback. Check out uh, the Gun Lawyer podcast, please. I talked about the quarantine crawl a little bit. You're going to see that in Mount Gunmore. I want to apologize for the delay of my book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal, and Beat Them at Their Own Game. They're due in in about a week or so. Uh, ABF Freight is shipping them from the West Coast, and they, the, where they were printed in Rancho Cucamonga. And what it is is it's an LTL shipment, as a lot of you know, um, no, less than load. It's 10 pallets, 14,000 pounds, 10,000 books. But because it's not the only 
thing. Like I didn't buy a truck to ship it right out here, which would have cost me, which, yeah, it rides whatever. It's been making a lot of stops. So when the books get here, I will start start signing them, and you will be notified, and they will be shipping out. You can still order my book, crimeproofbook.com. If you pre-order, I, I will sign it. If you don't pre-order, once the books come in, <laughs> I'm not signing it. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, remember our secret, uh, sign me up at gunforhireradio.com. Don't forget, Mama Yolanda's. Uh, you want to go on Mama Yolanda's website, you can get a discount. They have a great, Brad is offering a great discount right now. The new range will definitely be opening uh, right around mid-July, I believe. We will have two new ranges. One will be a members-only range, 15 ports, members-only. Another range will be 10 ports for overflow. You will be able to shoot steel jackets, steel core, bimetal, as well as green tip ammunition. We will have pop-up quarantine crawl food as well as vendors rotating all the time, a large refreshment area. Uh, 220 parking spaces, many, many more surprises, a huge retail area, lounge area, a members buying club. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. You know how we do uh, free FFL transfers for members now? Uh, we're going to be kicking it up about 10 notches from there. I will be, unroll I will be un unveiling it the day of the grand opening. Uh, uh, for you new listeners, if you're a member of the range at any level, you get free FFL transfers. Beat that with a stick. When phase two opens next door, we will have two more ranges on the second floor as well as a 6,000 square foot cigar lounge. Chuck Leonard and myself have been running NRA instructor classes, NRA instructor classes. On June 12th, we have basic instructor training. On June 19th, pistol instructor. On July 10th, range safety officer. On July 11th, Chief Range Safety Officer. If you want to get your carry permit for 34 states, we offer the Utah carry permit at Gun for Hire. It's on our calendar. So, Sandy, I'm getting all this sciatica. And, you know, I like to keep everything in the family. So I go on the quarantine crawl and I type sciatica. And uh, Cedar Grove Family Chiropractic comes up. And the owner is Dr. Jeff Burrows, who's a member of Gun for Hire. So I call him up and I said, Doc, I blah, 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 my sciatica is killing me. He's like, okay, we're going to get you some physical therapy or something with you. So, Sandy, I go in there and he says, have you ever been treated with a chiropractor before? I mm -hmm. said, no. I said, but I trained a warrior chiropractor. And he goes, really, who? And I said, Christopher Kent. Right, exactly. And the first thing he says is this computer and this analyzing stuff and this software was invented by Christopher Kent. He goes, and I just went to see Christopher Kent down in Spartanburg for a seminar. How cool is that? So I took a picture with the doc, and I sent it to Christopher Kent and uh, Dr. Kent and introduced the two of them together. And Chris Kent wrote, small world, or is it a large community of freedom-loving people? Nice. He's down in Spartanburg? Yes. He, so he says, if Sandy ever gets back to Spartanburg, we should meet. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay, Dr. Kent, he listens to the show every week. I told Dr. Jeff Barrows that uh, that he used to fly fi fighter jets and stuff, you know, like he used to nice. pay yeah. to go uh, go flying and he didn't know that. But it's a small world. So quarantine crawl pitch this week is Cedar Grove Family Chiropractic, Dr. Jeff Barrows. you got to meet his receptionist. She's very nice. A little bit of a disciplinarian, but she's very, very nice. That's all I'm going to say. But um, he did this whole thing, x-rays, everything, and he's helped relieve my, my sciatica bigly. And, you know, and, and, you know we want to keep it in the family, right? Support those who support you. How long have I been saying that? So 
the other thing is uh, we've been getting letters back from people that are waiting for excessive amounts of time for their pistol permits. And Angel C sent me one from, uh, he's waiting for two pistol permits from Woodland Police Department. I don't even know where Woodland is, okay? And the last time he had to wait three months. So I sent him Jane, J Factor's letter, Sandy. I sent them the letter for, uh, so he sent it to the police department and we're waiting for him to get back to me. The other thing is my buddy Darius B sent me this. There is going to be a rally at the Trenton State House on June 3rd. Unfortunately, I won't be here. I'll be in Florida again for a week. But it's Together New Jersey. Let's make our voices heard at the Trenton State House, June 3rd at noon. It's the Trent. They will have relief on site. They'll have bathrooms and, and water and basic needs. This is to stop A577 and S3820, which grants the governor permanent executive powers. Okay. Darius sent this to me. Why have a legislature, he wrote, if we're going to codify all the executive orders as a law? I've been saying this all the time. Murphy is trying to make himself a king. The Democrats are doing it so they know the next governor that comes in will have the same thing. We'll have all of this power. So June 3rd at noon down at Trenton all right make yourself heard uh, it's a to get rid of this permanent executive orders that the legislature wants to pass Sandy I don't know if you read Randolph uh, C's email but he wrote dear Sandy excellent show I learned a lot from you I aspire to get six new people to firearms in New Jersey and get their ID every year he goes, sometimes I reach that goal, sometimes I do not, but it is one of the small things I do for 2A in New Jersey. Randolph, you can't, we can't ask for better than that. Each one, reach one. Imagine if all these 10 million new gun owners introduced six people, and out of those six people, even two grasped firearms and wanted to be a part of our community, or even one would double us, all right? He wrote, he's taking the responsibility for this seriously, and he refers all new folk to Gun Lawyer and Gun for Hire Radio and encourage them to educate themselves and get training. After listening to the le latest episode, I pre-ordered two of the 2A Slacker's books. I'm the slacker, by the way. <laughs> you are. I think I will gift them... <laughs> I think I will gift them for the next two I bring into our big tent. Perhaps they too will learn how little he does to help the cause. That's me he's talking about. Been a while since I took a class, so I will be signing up for one at Gunfire soon. Keep up the good work, Doc Randolph. Randolph, let me know when you're coming up. The slacker would like to shake your hand. <laughs> okay, and if anybody didn't listen to last week's show, it's because I get accused of being a two-way slacker. Especially right. on Reddit and stuff. All of these guys are in their basement. Ma, is my meatloaf ready yet? <laughs> Let me know because I'm online attacking this Calandro guy who doesn't do anything for the 2A in New Jersey. That's great. And did you wash my underwear? <laughs> Less so on the starch. I was chafing at Home Depot today. <laughs> these are the same idiots who want to know if there's lattes on the bus. <laughs> Yeah, or vegan options, or uh, why can't the bus stop at my house? <laughs> so a great article um, that everybody should be aware of uh, by The Reload. This is Stephen Gutowski, who's been covering the firearms industry for quite some time now. And uh, he interviewed some of the big players uh, in the ammo industry. And uh, he wrote, manufacturers say ammo shortage will stretch out for years. Okay, everybody, this is, this is quite, quite um, depressing, okay? 
So uh, America is more than a year into the latest ammo shortage, and it appears supply will not catch up with demand anytime soon. And he went on to interview uh, uh, Winchester Ammunition, Hornaday Manufacturing, Brandon Wexler, owner of Wex Gunbrooks in Delray Beach, Florida. I'd been there before. And I'm going to tell you right now what's going on with us is the old shooters, and I don't mean that age-wise, but the people that have always shot, they're either not shooting or they're shooting a lot less because they don't want to shoot their $10 a box 9mm ammo and have to replace it with $30 a box 9mm ammo. All right. Yes, right. And new shooters are shooting one box of ammo instead of three boxes of ammo. Uh, But sales have gone up 30 to 47% for different ammunitions. And we have supply chain problems. I had talked about this before. Copper traditionally comes from mines in Chile. All of our lead is smelted in India or China, not in the United States anymore. Under Obama administration, the last lead smelting plant in Missouri that Hercules owned, the EPA crushed it and shut it down. Our powder uh, comes from the U.S. mostly and China, believe it or not, a little bit. And two chemicals in our primers come from mines in South Africa. So it's not like toilet paper where we can just turn it on and, and get it done. So they have to wait for that. Now, here's the other problem. All of those raw materials, the prices have doubled and tripled under the pandemic. Just like building materials, especially copper. Steel has gone up, brass has gone up, lead has gone up, copper has gone up, and all the chemical components to make primers, etc., have gone up. So the manufacturers, you know, are saying it's going to be two to three years before they can fill the shelves. I, it might be more. I think so. You know, it, it, I, it might I, be more. I, I see the people yeah. hoarding and I see, you know, I see I had regulars that would come in like Guido used to come in every day. He's retired. He's like 84 years old and he would shoot about 100 rounds of 22 a day. Comes in about once every three months now. I don't blame him. You know, I, I don't blame them. And our, our urban classes, a lot of our urban classes, when we tell people it's 300 rounds of ammunition, they're like, um, I'm going to pass for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Now, I want to talk about um, what's going on in our country right now. Uh, this is my learning. My learning is for everybody uh, out there this next week is to start reading more about this current trend that's happened statewide and nationally i would imagine all the powers to be have gotten together to plan this out they're all linking more shootings to less covid lockdowns so all these articles i'm reading in my news aggregator and there was about 20 of them popped up from everywhere from new jersey and the washington post the new york post northjersey.com red state Um, they're all saying that as the people are allowed to move around freely again, more mass shootings are going to occur. This is a narrative that they're all doing. So, so Jen Psaki, who is the uh, press secretary says the U S has a gun problem, Mm. not a crime problem. No, of course not. Guns are evil. Okay. Correct. Correct. So we don't have a drunk driver problem. We have a car problem right exactly okay so that's one narrative there another article new jersey this is on newjersey.com you talk about shilling new jersey weekend of violence didn't shock hold on experts who expect the crime surge as covid rules are lifted do you do you, you get this what they're trying to say they're trying to say that this is all works hand in hand. As we let people have their exercise their freedoms again, 
they're going to shoot more people. And this is bold. We have right now, it's anarchy on the streets in every inner city that has decimated and defunded the police and taken away their immunity. This is going to happen. But no, it's because experts believe that it's going to worsen this year as state and local governments finally cast off the lockdowns and social distancing measures that kept citizens safe from sickness but burdened them with extraordinary amounts of stress. The lockdown has certainly exasperated the big issues that push people towards violence. Everything is a little bit worse for everyone, says Clint Emerson, a retired Navy SEAL and a founder of Escape the Wolf, a global, global crisis management company. So New York has seen a similar rise in crime. So what they're trying to tie in now is as New York has been lifting the restrictions, that's why crime has been going up. Because more people are allowed on the street. Now, me. That nothing to do with defunding. Yeah, now, meanwhile, the Transportation Secretary in New York said that as more people start using mass transit, crime will go down. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess because <laughs> the ratio of criminal to victim will change. Well, maybe it's got something to do with the fact that uh, the transit system is losing buckets of money because nobody's riding the subway because they're all gone. Oh, so how about this one? This was on Omni Alert. COVID-19 and the active shooter threat. Okay, this was by Elizabeth Venafro. This was published May 25th. So she says that we are still evaluating mental health conditions and the potential impact of COVID-19 in the United States and around the world and how it can be seen to affect mass shootings. I don't right, understand. So have there been all these mass shootings? Have I missed something in the news? All these mass shootings around the world? What, What's the correlation here? Where's the science? There, she's saying that as people are coming out of these lockdowns, you are going to see mass shootings. So now we can't say that it created a mental health crisis no, because then that, no, would no, that would change the left's narrative yes, that, exactly. you know, the lockdowns were bad. Right. 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 Exactly. So would it have been better? Will we have less mass shootings if we didn't lock down and let people take the risk and and worry about their personal own personal health? So are we mm. saying now that the left created this 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 threat? Mm, well, yeah. I I just I just you know Jen Saki. She says we we don't have uh you know uh a crime problem. We have a gun problem in this country. And you know one of my friends who I used to be on her show all the time, Dana Lesh. She went at her for that. You know, Dana Lesh is like, really? Uh, it has nothing to do with the revolving door criminal justice system. It has nothing. She wrote, this is what Dana Lesh's response was to, to Saki. We have record gun sales and new gun owners, but not the crime to match. What we have is a judicial problem. Lowered deterrence for repeat offenders via her party's policies, reduced police morale, and criminals emboldened by defund cops talk from the Democrat Party. That is the issue. It has nothing to do with us, the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens and gun owners, who we will be attacked. If Chipwich, or whatever his name is, gets nominated to the head of the ATF, we're screwed. I'm, oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, we're, we're screwed. You know? Oh, without, without a doubt, we, we, are, we, are, we are screwed. He's going to come right after. He is so anti-gun. Uh, that the ATF is going to be write, rewriting everything, you know, and uh, he's not anti-firebomb. Right? No, no, no. He's okay with he's okay with firebombing and you know, like Waco and 
you know, yeah, yeah a lot of kids got killed in that, that and stuff. But, yeah, so Chip Witch is probably going to get on. But, again, I need all of you out there, just be hyper aware of this because you're going to start hearing it. The way the press and the Democratic machine works is it, it's it's symbiotic. So they leak something out, they leak it to the press, and the press keeps repeating it until you repeat it back. So now it's Memorial Day's coming. I'll be in Florida, but you're going to go to barbecues and stuff. People are like, oh, you know, mass shootings are going to go up now that the COVID lockdowns are done. We probably should have continued the lockdowns a little bit or something. People are going to just start talking heads, people they don't know, the low-information voters, the people with the room temperature I, you know, IQs, which is what the, our political class on both sides really love. They are going to keep, continue to do this, continue talking, the talking heads. And what's going to happen is it's all of a sudden it's going to become real. You know what? You tell a lie long enough, it becomes fact. Right, Sandy? Absolutely. Correct. So now the range, we're, we're, we're opening uh, the executive orders between now and June 4th. It's going to be wide open. And, uh, you know, people are going to be coming in without masks. And we're not asking people if they've been vaccinated or not. So my... This is my libertarian in me. If you're coming to the range, you feel uncomfortable, wear a mask. If you're coming to the range you and you're not wearing a mask for whatever reason, I guess you've been vaccinated, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm fine with that. But there's really nothing we can do. By having such a vague executive order, just as like government does, like Loretta Weinberg says, we pass it and let the judges figure it out. Yeah, Murphy, this, this executive order that just came out, EO 239, 200, by the way, uh, two, two, 242, by the way, 242 executive orders in 14 months, Sandy. Okay, more executive orders than Christie signed in eight years in office, all right, in 14 months. So his executive order gets rid of the six-foot distancing rule. Uh, no masks are required. Again, it's supposed to be if you're vaccinated or not, but... Everything is so different, whether the kids are a certain age, whether they're in school, whether you're dancing in a club. Last minute, just like uh, um, Footloose, he allowed dancing, like in clubs and bars and stuff for Memorial Day weekend. Because it is primary season. Uh, nothing to do with the, the science. but So it's it, there's going to be problems. There's going to be fistfights with people out there and stuff where, you know, businesses, I've seen businesses post, uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you ha you don't have to wear a mask in our business. Well... Uh, you know, I know HIPAA rules and everything else like that. I mean, if you were coming in my range, Sandy, and, which I wouldn't do, but if I asked you if you had a, a vaccine, vaccination, am I allowed to do that? You're so I'm, that's not my job. If the government wants to do that, they should post somebody at the door of every business then. We certainly have enough people doing bookkeeping in police departments and state police and, and uh, state offices, right? Right. They yeah. can do it. Right, of course. They yeah well follow follow the science, follow um, the science yeah right. so it's going to be tough I know so I would recommend all of you out there in New Jersey and in the New York area bring your mask because you're going to go to some businesses like when I was in Florida they don't have a mask mandate at state level but local businesses can do what they want so Tracy and I went into a Nordstrom which is a big box chain and they required a mask. Then we came out and we ne we went next door to like Sandy's dress shop and there was no mask mandate in the little private business. You go to a, a big food chain and the, they, they require a mask. You go to a mom and pop and it's up to that mom and pop. But, you know, in New Jersey, people are quick to fist fight and everything out there for a lot of these businesses. So last week we talked about tipping and taking care of your, your people in the restaurants and everything. What I'd like to talk about this week is 
If you have a problem, if you have a difference of opinion with a restaurant or a business with the masks and stuff, take 10 breaths before you give them a one-star review, please. Because I think every small mom and pop has pretty much had enough, you know, the past 14 or 15 months with the financial stress, pay stress, you know, labor stress, money stress, everything that goes with it. So please, you know, don't do that. And if the service was good to great, hit them with a five-star review. Take a minute. It's so easy to go on Yelp, Google, TripAdvisor, Facebook, or whatever. You know what I do is I post a five-star review like on Facebook for the business. And I cut my review, and then I paste it in Google, and I ba- and I paste it in Yelp. I usually give three reviews off of one review. You know how long that takes me on my phone, Sandy? That takes me about seven minutes. Pass them on to the local guys, even a big business if you're happy with it. But, you know, like the quarantine cross, 325 businesses. Visit those businesses. Give them a five-star review. Listen, they're all struggling. There's, there's a help wanted signs everywhere. Okay, you know, and you know the good business owners and you know the bad business owners and we normally don't go to the bad business owners and and the good business owners are hurting and and we have to support those who support you, especially if they're 2A, especially if they donate, especially like if they're on the crawl. You should be, you know, supporting those businesses. And believe me, those five-star reviews help. I get people come in the range all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I I had a husband and wife just come in. They took a class. They were from, um, where is Cinnaminson? The husband and wife drove from Cinnaminson to take a class because of our reviews and because we got back to them right away. The husband's like, I went online, I saw all your five-star reviews and all the write-ups from people. He goes, and my wife sent you guys an email, and 15 minutes later we got a response. And I told her, I said, we're driving up there to take a class. All right, so that's a beautiful thing. And people try to tip our staff here, and I tell them we don't accept tips, but a five-star review would be nice. And that's one of the reasons why we have, like, 10,000 five-star reviews, you know, from from people uh, on all the big social media platforms. But think, just think about those small guys. I know we're all quick to snap, and, you know, we've been locked up for 14 or 15 months, and some people really hurt financially. You know, when you go into a place, if they're like, well, we require a mask still when you get up and go to the bathroom, maybe they're doing it because they want the other patrons to feel safe or something. You know, don't be quick to, to, to make a scene and, and throw fists. Or, or maybe they're doing it because they're afraid. Of maybe the they're doing it because they're afraid of. Yeah. See, the, the doctor said it right. You know, and what you say to yourself is, okay, I understand that, so I won't go back there until it's fully lifted or I'll play the game. So I'm going to, I'm not going to fight. Uh, I'm not going to fight anybody because as a business owner, I understand what it's like. Don't forget, we're in number one state. We're going to pay the most taxes in our life for everything. The last thing we need to do is throw hands. But now, Sandy, if we went to jail for five years, we wouldn't have to, um, no, right? You can get all your medications for free. You get all your food for free. Uh, you know, all the sex you can do. It's, uh, so... Yeah. By the way, the FID, um, the Knicks checks in New Jersey have been averaging two hours uh, since our lawsuit hit. How silly, right? We're excited because we got down to two hours for an instant check. It's still ridiculous, but two hours is better than two. We were absolutely right. We were up. We were up. We. Yeah, we were up to seven days, eight days, working days, working days. Yep. Okay. 
business days. So it was horrible. And now we're, we're in a much better position, but it's still not enough because you know what the state is going to do. The state in their argument against us is going to say, well, look, Your Honor, we got it down to two hours. Right. Right, exactly. Correct. And our argument is going to be, yes, but you have different holiday hours. Yep. You have different yep. holiday times. That's right. And you charge an illegal $15. And that's part of the lawsuit, that they're charging an illegal $15, which is a big part of it as well. Right. Exactly. You know, just adding shit in. Right, right. We just put a we just put a fifteen and a fifteen dollar charge has been forever. I'm surprised Murphy hasn't ever hit that. Yeah, I am. You know, too. I'm surprised he hasn't made it a hundred dollars a exactly. background next check or something. Hey, I got an idea. You want to get an instant background check? All you got to do is just run a stop sign and uh, say while the officer is running your background, say, "Hey, I got a pistol permit. You want to run this too?" And say what Sandy just said is one hundred percent correct. It is the same background check as when you get pulled over. It goes through the NICS system. Same check when they do a background check that way. Yet it takes two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, eight weeks. Uh, it's, it's, it's pathetic. You know, and again, we, have, we deal with a lot of classism. See, now, at Gun for Hire, we do free FFL transfers for members. And what we do is uh, we, char we only charge the illegal $15 NICS transfer fee which we hate to do, but unfortunately we have to because our account gets billed at uh, by, by the state police directly. When we run a NICS check on somebody, that gets, that gets put in directly. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, support those who support you. Remember those five-star reviews out there. Get ready for Mount Gunmore to be opening pretty soon. Donate to those five organizations. And while we're talking about donations, there's a donation going on that Sandy, it's near and dear to his heart. Sandy, please hit it. We are raising money for homebound veterans. Every single penny you donate will go to provide care to a homebound veteran. Many of these folks, so, so many of them are suffering in silence. Look, way too many of these people have no friends left. They have no family nearby. So getting a visit from a visiting nurse or a home care worker is like the only thing that they see in the course of a week. Uh, five bucks, ten bucks, anything you guys can do, we'd really appreciate it. It takes about $100 a day to get them care. And with the inevitable funding cuts to the VA uh, by the Biden administration, this couldn't be any more critical. And I want to thank Jerry F., Robert B., and our buddy Marty at Marty's V-Burger for their donations this week. Seriously, five ten dollars really, really does make a difference. It all adds up. Well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a county media production. The music used in this podcast is managed by Cowboy Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our slacker host, <laughs> uh, Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gunfire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. And remember, with all these new gun owners coming online, reach out and touch somebody. Each one, reach one. Get them into the fold. Get them to join all the two-way organizations that make a difference. Turn them on to this show and to Gun Lawyer Podcast with Evan Knappen, so maybe they'll stay out of jail. We love you guys. We will see you again next week. From sea to the shine.